It's time to empower yourself and empower others. And the reason this is so important is because if you keep waiting for someone to put value into you or convince you that you are capable or that you can do something, you're going to be waiting a long time, baby. Yeah, sometimes you'll get people in life that are super encouraging and amazing and wonderful and they'll just pour into your life and your heart and your soul and fill you up like nothing else. However, most of the time that's a trap because abusers get pretty good at recognizing when people are desperate. And I hate using the word desperate, but I feel like if you've been in an abusive relationship, you know what it is to be desperate. Desperate for affection, desperate for attention, desperate for love, desperate. And so that desperation will not equip you and enable you to live an empowered life and then to empower others. So what you want to do is instill value into yourself and then focus on instilling and value into others and empowering them. And I say it and because it's not that you just put value into yourself to then immediately put it into others. You can't do that. You have to have this level of self-empowerment where you're saying, I am a strong ass independent person. I am more than capable of doing everything that I need to do. I have a strong sense of self-esteem. I value and respect myself. And then you feed that. And like sometimes it's giving yourself tasks that you can actually accomplish. So they're not these unreachable goals. It's not a moving goalpost like your abuser may have said. It's finding small tasks that you can actually conquer and feel good about yourself. It's saying positive things to yourself. It's focusing on the good and focusing on your strengths and encouraging yourself to build those strengths up. So yes, we all have weaknesses, but people who have been in abusive relationships are often hyper aware of their weaknesses or their abuser took advantage of one of their strengths and made it sound like a weakness because it was to the abuser's advantage. And so you want to do all of that and in turn empower others. And I do want to say that this is a natural um, progression. That's the word I'm looking for. Once you empower yourself, it becomes a natural progression as you're secure in that sense of self, as your self-esteem has been built up to empower other people. And there's a million ways I want to break this down. So I'm trying to think of like, not a million, but a couple of really basic ways I could break it down in a way that you can relate to. And so I kind of want to work backwards. And I was like, no, don't do it, Michaela, but I'm going to do it. Okay. How many of you hate being around petty people? And everyone listens to this podcast, but I legitimately want to say that I feel like women can be the pettiest. Um, so, you know, I'm saying that about women. Um, I know, I know everybody has like clicks and everybody has things, but I'm telling you, I, I have never met anyone so petty as high school girls ever, ever in my whole entire life. Um, but I have noticed that some people carry that high school pettiness into their adult lives and then you're dealing with petty, petty, petty people. And I kind of hate petty people. I've talked about dealing with my own pettiness, right? And using that as a drive, but I want to address how pettiness in other people comes from this really twisted worldview. And abusers tend to have this as well, where a petty person will look at someone and sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, there's no way they're jealous. I'm not as pretty as them. I'm not as smart as them. But here's the deal. 
Essentially, petty people are insecure people that look at someone and see something good, something pure, something strong, and they immediately want to take from that because they are hyper aware of their own insecurity. And they can come across as confident. My ex came across as so freaking confident. And to anyone else, he's charmer extraordinaire, so confident. But the moment that he saw something good, happy, strong, exuberant in me, he would immediately try to take from that and lower my level of strength and positivity. And it weirdly made him feel better and feel happier. And he would go from being pissed off to smiling. And so there is an element of petty, jealous, insecure people taking from other people. And again, it's not always the qualities that you think people would be petty or jealous over. You have so many strengths. You are not yet aware of all of them, but I am hoping as we go through this journey that you will become aware of more and more of them. So people like this operate in their daily lives where they look at other people and they see tools. And when the other person has something that they believe is better or they're hyper aware of their insecurity in that area so they can't stand anyone who's any kind of level of anything in that area, they will immediately try to take from you, insult you, put you down, act petty, do passive aggressive things, and they will take. And it's an awful feeling. And it's even more awful when you don't understand what's going on. So the reason I'm trying to break it down backwards is so that you can kind of see that probably some of these interpersonal issues that you've had, some of these issues in the abusive relationship, it's probably also popped up in friendships where you were treated badly for no apparent reason. It was probably a petty, insecure person that had no sense of real self-esteem. So they have to take from other people to make themselves feel good. You know, we look at the quintessential like uh, high school mean girls and yeah, that's mm -hmm, you could, but sometimes it's so much more subtle because many adults take the form of passive aggressive behaviors and it still hurts and it's still damaging, but it doesn't look like the outright meanness for mean girls. It's petty things that people say. It's the way that they talk to you or talk about you behind your back. It's the way that they'll set you up to fail in specific situations and your abuser will do this. But I'm guessing that if he's or she or they are doing it, that it will also affect you in other areas of life that you'll be seeing it in friendships or family relationships or work relationships as well. And I'm bringing that up because when you have security, you don't have to be a petty, insecure person who takes from others to build yourself up. You're actually free to empower other people. We don't have to look at someone and what they have and feel threatened by it. You have a freedom to look at other people and celebrate their strengths. You know, my cousin is amazing. Uh, well, I have two like really amazing cousins and I have other good cousins, you know, but I'm really close to two of them. And so, um, this cousin is kind of amazing. She's so cool. And she's not always that great at, at the time verbalizing how she feels about something, but she can write it down or find these really great memes and she'll send them to me. And I recently had an assignment for school and they were like, ask someone you're related to um, how they view you. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I need you to do this uh, assignment for me. And um, she brought up something and I'm going to bring it up in this forum so that you can kind of look at it where I compliment the heck out of strangers. And I know this sounds weird, okay? But as I grew in self-confidence, and that's not like, oh, everyone look at me and everyone should be looking at me. This is like 
this bone deep security that I am enough, that I am valuable just the way that I am, that I am loved, that I don't have anything to prove, that I don't have to compete with other people. I am secure. Okay, so this bone deep security enables me then to look at other people and when I see their strengths, whether it's their beauty, their wisdom, their practicality, their financial ability, like whatever it is, I can look at it and celebrate it. And so the more comfortable I became with myself, the less inner focus my thoughts were because when you're really insecure you're constantly thinking about yourself generally in a negative way and your abuser will just constantly feed into that cycle and so the less that I listened to the lies from my abuser and laid those ghosts to rest the more that I saw myself in a positive way and was secure with myself the more I was able to look outward and see other people and celebrate their differences and celebrate their beauty and celebrate their strengths and there was a season where I realized that I would see people or talk to people and notice really cool things about them. Like a girl at school the other day, like remember the names of everyone in our group. And I was so impressed because I had not remembered the names of half the people in our group. I had to keep looking at the list. It was hard for me, but she had it down and I made a point to tell her that's an amazing ability. That's going to be very useful when you're going into work um, because people love that. They love it when they feel remembered and noticed and cared for. And in my most insecure days, I would never have taken the time to do that because again, I was too busy feeling insecure. Like, what did I do wrong? I bet I said the wrong thing here. I bet I did this. When you're not constantly struggling with your insecurity, you have a sense of security that enables you and empowers you then to empower others. So what I noticed in my habits was that I would think these nice things about people as I was starting to grow and I would just think it and walk by and that was it. And I realized I had that good thought about that person, like there was something nice about them and I wanted to compliment them, but I was too insecure to do it. I was too insecure to walk up to them and say, hey, you look amazing, or hey, I love your hair, or hey, that outfit is awesome, or your makeup is on point, or you're so freaking smart, or you did that so incredibly well. Like I would think the things and feel good because I thought the things, but then I realized it was an entirely pointless process because what is the point in thinking these really cool, good things about people and they never hear it from you? And I would think about all the times I wish someone when they thought something good about me would have said it because I had so many ghosts speaking all of these negative things into my life and then my abuser speaking it. I wish there would have been more people who were willing to speak kind things into my life. And so I just started complimenting strangers. Um, from that point forward, if I see something about a person that I like, then I say something. If I think somebody looks cool, I say something. If I'm impressed by the work that someone does or the way that they behave or the things that they say, I try to say something. Very rarely, like sometimes if I'm in a like huge rush, do I not say something if I'm thinking it? And I noticed that it made a difference because people generally don't expect someone to stop them and just randomly compliment them. I am like kind of curious as to how it comes across to strangers who are like, who the heck is this girl, right? Um, but I'm also positive that it has to have at least some beneficial effect, okay? And they're like appropriate ways to say something. And so um, my cousin's amazing and she's black and grew up in a rural small town community of mostly white people. And so sometimes I'll ask her like, hey, there was this girl at the drive-thru and she had the most beautiful skin tone I have ever seen. Her skin was this gorgeous ebony and I wanted to tell her, but 
I am also aware that as a white woman, me making a comment about race, I need to be mindful of how those can come across. So then I take it to my cousin and I'm like, what is the best way? And my cousin says, just tell her that she's beautiful. And I was like, thank you. Because again, if it's a compliment, I want it to communicate in a way that is a compliment, not be something that can be misconstrued or that can add to microaggressions that people already experience. And um, it's really funny because when people spend any kind of time with me, they realize that I like like handing out these random compliments to strangers. And, um, <laughs> and I think it can be a little uncomfortable for people at first. Um, and I have actually had people insult me because I do it or make fun of me because I do it. And they're like, why would you say that to her? Like, why, why are you even talking to them? You don't even know them. Why, why, why are you doing that? Like, it's weird, Michaela. Why are you doing it? And at first I was like, okay, maybe it is really weird. But then I thought, I have had enough people that look happier. Their smile is brighter. Their eyes have lifted when I do say these kind things when they go across my mind. And again, because I'm not constantly focused on the insecurities and the weaknesses that I have, it's easier for me to look at other people and see their strengths and to celebrate those strengths. And so legitimately, my cousin... It's so amazing <laughs> on that assignment. Um, she wrote this really funny thing, uh, and I'm going to tell you what she said. And I, I framed her whole thing. She wrote such sweet things. Okay, so this is an example of someone who gave compliments and celebrated my strengths. And I, and I printed it off and I put it in a frame, and now she's really embarrassed. But that's okay. So um, what she actually put, because she has been around me plenty of times, and this is anywhere, guys. This is out to dinner, this is out dancing, this is at a movie theater, this is walking down the street, this is on campus, this is at work. Like these are the things that I do regularly. So she's seen a lot of it. And so she said it far more beautifully than I feel like I could. And she said, she will never pass up a chance to compliment someone, especially strangers. Any body decoration could attract her eye at any time, hair, clothing, jewelry, tattoos. She will notice them all. Little does that poor stranger know that they are now her friends for as long as they are in her vicinity and resistance is futile. <laughs> and it's so funny <laughs> because it's kind of true. I told her that I like making stranger friends when we go out and she's more introverted, but I'm like, for that moment, I can be kind. And so one time I went to a concert by myself and I talked to the ladies in front of me and celebrated their strengths and made stranger friends. Um, one time we were out and we went dancing and this, <laughs> it was for this thing with my cousin. She likes emo music. So I'm at an emo concert. I only know the ones from like early 2000s. Okay. It's been a long time. Um, and this girl just walked up to us and she looked at me and she goes, can I just stand by you for a minute? Because I feel like you're magic. And I cracking up. <laughs> And my cousin, we laughed about it for weeks and she'll still look at me sometimes and go, it's because you're magic, Michaela. Um, and it's funny, right? But when you're not so internally focused on your weaknesses and your insecurities and how you think you're not good enough, and you can be secure in who you are, because like I said, it's not like all of your focus is on other people all the time. It's you have this internal deep security. And this bone deep security enables you and empowers you to advocate for yourself, feel confident in yourself, and then to advocate for others and celebrate them and build other people up. And you give off a different vibe. And so I want to say, I think very rarely have I had someone react negatively when I handed out a random compliment to a stranger. 
they, I mean, almost always look surprised. Most people aren't expecting to get complimented that way, but if you think something nice, what good does it do if it never leaves your head? Seriously, it's never going to help that person. What if they came from a crap situation too? Don't you want to reach out and help them? And so those are the kinds of things that I keep in mind when um, I think kind things. And I actually enjoy living like this. I enjoy being able to throw out compliments. I enjoy meaning those compliments. I'm not looking at someone looking to flatter them. I am legitimately just the person who, I like how my cousin said it honestly, like she did a really good job. I notice something. And if I notice it and it's awesome or cool or intriguing or I just like it, I want to tell that person. Um, And I think it always feels good to be noticed, right? Most of the time, unless it's negative attention. And so as long as I'm giving off positive, constructive comments, compliments, kind words, then I think that my world is a better place and a happier place. And I enjoy those small moments with strangers sometimes. Um, And again, old Michaela would have never done that. Guys, if I could explain to you how introverted and shy and like lonely I was... Oh, and sometimes I could do it. I could show up to church, but I had three little ones and I was tired. Gosh, I was tired. And before I was tired with kids, I was exhausted, like emotionally. And I had been through so much trauma in my life that I had no self-esteem. And I was so insecure and so afraid of what other people were thinking. And I got made fun of in elementary, like legitimately the whole time in elementary. Part of junior high. You know, I had a really toxic relationship in my high school years. So like, I didn't even have good relationships with my peers. And so I was consciously hyper aware of what I thought other people thought about me based on how I had been treated and perceived in the past. And so I was actually hyper critical of myself and really negative about my personality, about my qualities. Like if someone would have told me I was weird for complimenting, I would have been like, yes, Michaela, you're so weird. Like all the weird things you do, why are you so weird? Um, and I finally came to terms that everybody's a little bit weird. Let's be honest. No one's got it all together and no one's completely normal. Um, and then I stepped out even further and said, like, what if I just like myself the way that I am? Sure, I hope I build on my strengths and I hope that I can like kind of gird up my weaknesses so that they're not tripping me up as I go along my way. But what if I just accepted myself as I am? What if I really, truly, uh, completely choose, because love is a choice, I choose to love myself fully in every season, regardless of the differences or the challenges that I face? Like, what if I love myself the same in my hardest seasons as I do in the best ones? What if I choose to love my body in every season, whether I'm losing weight, gaining weight, staying the same, bloated, not bloated, eating tons of candy, not eating any candy. Like, what if I just love myself as I am? And that's what I thought. And and then I did. And it wasn't like I did because it came so easy and I just did. And I flowed with it. No, it was like, it was very hellish to try to get to the point where I could focus my thoughts enough to refuse to think badly of myself and focus on thinking good about myself. And some days I still struggle. Some days I will still have negative thoughts. Just a little bit ago, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle tomorrow? Because I'm I'm kind of like defeating myself by trying to plan everything in one day and it doesn't all have to be done tomorrow. But it's like, I have to organize my room and clean my room. I've got all this paperwork in here that I have to go through. And what about the laundry? And then what about the living room that my kids just left a total wreck? 
how am I going to get to that? And then I was like, and then I also have the part-time gig that I'm doing. And then I also have tons of homework that I need to do. And I would really, 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 really like to do something with my cousin tomorrow night when I do not have children. That would be a little fun. But I have to make sure I'm not spending too much time doing that, that I don't have time for the other things. I was essentially looking at all the things that I have to do and feeling overwhelmed. And then I started with defeatist attitude, like, Michaela, you're always behind on your housework. You're always behind on this paperwork. And then I was like, wait, 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 stop, stop. And sometimes you just need to look in the mirror and say, stop, you know, and, and if you don't, if you don't quite get it, like you look yourself dead in the eyes and you say, stop, stop. Okay. Like whatever exaggerated tone of voice it is going to take you to say, to stop your internal rant, do that. And then you look in that mirror and you tell yourself, I am enough and I am worthy of love and respect exactly as I am. And if you can do that, you will start to find out that it's not all bad. You're not all terrible at the things that you think that you're terrible at and that you have so many amazing strengths that you could focus on instead. And I kind of love that. I love the idea that we could stop focusing on our weaknesses and the ways that we fall short. We think we're not good enough. And we could start focusing on what we're good at and the things that we do well and focus on it as a way of thinking like, wow, I could grow in this area and I could empower myself and I could get stronger. And it's, it's pretty much based on this established belief that you already have something to offer. And so I encourage you to focus on your areas of strength, focus on what you're good at, focus on what you enjoy empower yourself and then once you've done that and you're feeling super 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 secure you know like it kind of makes me think of like Elle Woods and I know it's a fictional character I am aware but like seriously Legally Blonde is like one of the dumbest funniest shows I've ever seen and like like let's be honest that's how you have to talk about it um okay but um I really like that she was aware of how she was perceived by people and yet she still wore her confidence very boldly and again, fictional character. However, I believe we should all wear our confidence that boldly and believe in and trust ourselves, trust our instincts. And then we can look at other people and empower them and compliment others and not have to live this life where we're constantly worried about how we're being perceived by people. You can be aware of it, right? Like I'm five foot two, very curvy. Um, and I'm like a little bit goofy. So, um, I expect people to navigate how to be socially awkward with me because I am super socially awkward sometimes. Right. So I'm aware of how I can be perceived by people, but I choose not to spend my time considering that a negative because again, something that someone considers a negative, like I like, was put down for complimenting people. And then here I compliment people and they actually like it. There are so many different ways people can view you that if you're only looking at the negative side of who you are and how you respond and your behaviors and your personality, you're going to be very limited in the amount that you can believe in yourself. And I'm over here rooting for you because whether you're still in an abusive relationship or you've left it or you're looking for a safe way to get out, and again, please visit that domestic violence hotline website and have a backup plan. You're not alone. You're not alone and you can do this. Like you legitimately can build yourself up and empower yourself 
and find that sense of security that you were hoping to get from your abuser. And then it'll be safe. And then if you ever in your life want to meet somebody else, it won't be because you're desperate and you just need love and I need someone to complete me. I'm sorry, but seriously, we fall into these lies and I think it's a lot of like media-based beliefs or negative uh, marriages that we've seen in our own lives where we think that we have to have another person to complete us without really acknowledging just how happy we can be on our own. And so I'm not saying you have to be on your own, but um, I would say consider um, consider how you could be happy on your own. Consider how you can empower yourself. Instead of just saying, well, I don't want that. I'm not going to do it. Consider like, what would it take for me to feel really good about that? And as you feel really good and you're secure and confident and living your best dang self, then you get to empower other people to live their best dang self. Do you understand? This isn't, it's not about a perfect condition where you're like, I have arrived at perfect self-esteem and now I'm here forever and it never moves off this gauge. No, real self-esteem is more like the weight scale. Which really I think you're from the devil and we should probably throw them all away. However, how many of you know that that scale fluctuates like you would not believe? And then if it's your week before your period, it fluctuates even more. Like you never know what number you're going to get on that thing unless you were like massively managing how much you eat. That thing fluctuates all the time. And really self-esteem tends to fluctuate. So what you're trying to do is build up a baseline where you feel empowered and you feel secure and you feel strong and loved and worthy of love and respect. And that becomes the baseline. So as you have days where you're like, oh, I feel a little weird about this. Hey, I don't know if I should have said that or whatever it tends to be. I don't like the way I feel. This outfit, I'm so bloated. Like when you get this baseline of no matter what, I am worthy of love and respect. No matter what, I will treat my body with love and respect. I will treat others with love and respect. You can build on that and you can empower yourself and empower others and live this beautiful amazing life and I believe in you and I am rooting for you and I believe that you can do it till next time